This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Alice Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. This is the Champions. Hello, Ryan. How was your week? Oh, I, I hate you. It's uh, <laughs> it's not. It was awful. It was great to go to Manchester and see my mates, but that Champions League game, I'm, I'm just done watching them this season. It was depressing. And now we're back. Now we're back. But Swindon picked me up. Seeing Swindon get the win while I was sat in the pub at midnight, and I was like, "Whoa, might as well tweet that out." Um, I did that, and that was good. And then back today to speak to Bengana. Good, all good. So you know what? It's done. Man United are out of Champions League. I couldn't care less now. Oh, you poor baby. Oh, I know, right? I know. Anyway, <laughs> at least we'll get promoted from League 2. That'll cheer me up this season. Oh, it's we now, is it? We? Oh, well, it's course always we. I still, I have this love for Swindon because I've reported on them for so long. It's just, um, it's not, it's not like my club that I would choose to support from like a boyhood age, if that makes sense. It does make sense. You don't have to justify yourself to me. Do not worry. You didn't miss much on Tuesday. Um, in terms of of entertainment, but three more points at a time where that pack is not separating, is it? No, three more really valuable points. I I did catch the highlights afterwards. Um, Three great points to keep Swindon in that race. Now only one. Can you believe it? After all that's happened, we're still only one point now off the automatic promotion spots. I mean, so are a host of other teams. Um, Exeter most, most, most dangerous with two games in hand. But we're in this situation now. We got three great points on Tuesday. Follow it up with that another three points on Saturday, and, and you'd be laughing. Of course, the only downside is this red card for Louis Reed. 
Mm, indeed, yeah. And we'll talk about that a bit later. In terms of the League Two table, what are we saying now? Top 10 only are, the, are fighting for promotion. Do we think Salford probably a bit too far behind 10 points? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? 10 points at this stage in the season. What are we, eight games left, including this weekend? So, you know, we're on we're in kind of getting onto very thin ground now between how many points you can actually make up. Match day 38 of 46, probably just a bit too far for Salford. Even still, you know, if Mansfield or Port Vale, Port Vale massively dropped off the edge, haven't they? If those two teams don't get a win this weekend and they get beat, you're going to look at that and say, okay, their chances are probably looking to slip away as well if all the other teams get a win. So it's going to be close for Swindon. Easy. Anything less than playoffs now is a failure. Ooh, big talk by Ryan. And I'll back that up. I said it halfway through the season as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's on. It's on. Cool. Well, let's get straight into this presser then. Instant injury based question Who is unavailable for the Crawley game? Well, it's always what we want to see. And we like it even more when you see me type in a very short answer, um, which means that there's. Good news is that there isn't any more new injuries. Jacob Bryan is good. It's just a case of getting his swelling down um, after he got a knock, but he's available for tomorrow and should be starting. And Swindon are pretty much as they were. Close to having one back. Not sure who that one is. If I was probably going to hazard a guess, I'd say either uh, Louis Barry or Joe Tomlinson. Uh, but I, I couldn't give you any more information on that at the moment. But it's just a day too soon for that player. So hopefully, you know, this we can get through Saturday in the same situation. And, and after that nice little break that we have for our next game, could have a couple of players back from injury. If you were hoping for one to return then, who would you hope for the Crawley game? Probably just given the form of Swindon's defenders. Um, I wouldn't okay. look to, I wouldn't look to add anyone there. I mean, Joe Thompson would be great, but if I, you know, we've been defending well, I think on the whole. Uh, so I would say Louis Barry would be the player that you'd want back. Because I, I still look at Swindon's attack at times. And I know we've won games, but I still think, could we have an attacker in net that makes it even easier to win games or we win by more goals, if you see what I mean? They're all quite tight affairs at the moment. Really are. Really, really is. And, and yeah, the, the performance in midweek against Sutton probably wouldn't have been enough to have, you know, given our form at home at the start of the season, it was no better than some of those draws and losses that we had between August and October time. Um, so, yeah, um, I do agree that, you know, we are just, as I keep saying, grinding them out as opposed to brushing teams aside. But, you know, all that matters at the moment are those delicious three points. So O'Brien back, a mystery player could be back and... Um, pretty much as you were then. Okay, so you mentioned Louis Reed's red card. It was a bit daft. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. To be honest, and if you've listened to the pod, you already know this opinion. It looked like a dive in real time from where I was sitting. The club were absolutely convinced that they had evidence. In the post-match, Ben Garner was saying, well, we've got a meeting with the referee and the referee can rescind that yellow card. And I was listening to that and I got to be honest, I was thinking, can you? Because I thought two yellows meant that you can't appeal. And I thought, okay, cool. Because, you know, if they present evidence that shows that there was definitely a, a touch and enough to bring the guy down, it would be rescinded. But absolutely, that is not the case. No, you were right there, Rich. Uh, it can't be rescinded. It's 
it's a very strange situation that Swindon Town find themselves in. So you can appeal a red card, but you can't appeal two yellow cards that lead to a red card. So Swindon have clear evidence. That's fine. They did have that meeting with the PGMOL. They had a sit down and Ben Garner actually said they were brilliant. Um, he thought, you know, they held their hands up. They said, look, we made a mistake, but there's no, there's nothing for them to do because the governing body um, will not let you appeal the decision for two yellow cards that lead to a red card. Ben Garner said, it's like sentencing someone to a prison sentence and then looking at the evidence and saying, oh, you're innocent, so it's manslaughter, not murder. Um, which, which, which is an interesting way of putting it, but I totally get what he means because, yeah, Louis Reed's innocent in this situation. He shouldn't have got another yellow card, but basically we're still going to punish you, but we're just not going to punish Lee you as harsh as what a straight red would be, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's a very strange situation. It's certainly something that needs to, needs to be looked at. Ben Garner record those calls. Um, and Swindon are now without him for two games, and that's it. Nothing can be done. Yeah, so the key thing here is, is that Garner is saying that they've conceded that it was a penalty, right, essentially? Yeah, they, they've held their hands up and they've... Uh, um, sorry, the PGMOL, the referee, they've held their hands up and say, look, yep, we made a mistake. Totally get where you're coming from. They've seen the evidence. Swindon have got all the evidence... He shouldn't have been sent off in the years, and, and that's it. And now we've lost our best player for the Crawley game and the Rochdale away game. Yay! But in comes Ryan East, and that is something that Louis, uh, Ben Garner was keen to touch on, is the fact that you know Louis Reed's been a fantastic player for this Swindon this season. He said, really important to how we play. And it was interesting that Ben Garner said, I still feel we can develop him a lot more, which might be possibly being a bit coy to trying to get him to stay at Swindon for next season. Um, on the flip side, he said Ryan East has been unlucky not to play based on how good simply the fact that Reed's been. Uh, but he has the opportunity to now show what a top player he is. Yeah, Sidi Sunoco syndrome. Um, not as unfortunate as Sidi was because he signed and then they were offered Anthony Grant and Sunoco didn't get a look in. Uh, but Ryan East, I mean, to be fair... Ryan East, this is this is his first full season as a, a serious regular in a senior side. You know, he had years with Reading and he played a game or two. And now, you know, so I, I wouldn't expect him, although, you know, you'll look at a former a former Reading teammate in Akinel Domeo and see how many he plays. But I think he's had a good season of development. Well, if he can get a work elsewhere and a first-team place, you know, so be it. But another year for him learning under some of these players wouldn't do his career any harm at all, I would say. Very interesting, though, Ryan, that Ben Garner, given all these press conferences that we've listened to, he's actually gone out and said Ryan East will start, which is not usually what he does. Yeah, it's not It's not a typical thing. I think he's probably just trying to give Ryan East... Um a bit of confidence going into the game because it is a massive game, isn't it, for Swindon? This Every game is, we say that, but, you know, you get past this game, you have that kind of two-week break for Swindon Town then and and you're looking a lot, like, in a lot better situation when it comes to trying to push on for those automatic spots. So I really feel that he's done that to give him a confidence boost. It is a bit unusual, but there we go. We know Ryan East will start, unless it's mind games. Indeed, it, it could be that Tomlinson comes back, Odomeo goes into the middle and Dion Conroy is... DM for the game <laughs> for a couple of games. Yeah, it could exactly. It could. Who knows? Who knows? We've seen we've seen um, a lot of different kind of players appearing, pop up in different positions this season. So it could be that. What I would say is, typically, we, we know Ben Garner, don't we, quite well now. He never likes to throw too many spanners in the works with what he says. Okay, Crawley 
town then so Crawley uh, it's the right time to play them they've lost three in a row they've not won in about six games funny enough that was against Forest Green Rovers of all teams um, it's just such a Crawley town season um, never in danger but never competing with the, the top half of the table they're a bit of a you know they could win tomorrow but they're a bit of a nothing team a bit of a nuisance <laughs> <laughs> in terms of their contribution to League Two in the last couple of seasons. Um, last game, you know, you're not going to camp and moan them for losing away at Exeter City 2-1. Um, they've lost at Port Vale and they've lost at Bristol Rovers. So they're going up against top 10 teams at the moment, for which we are one of them. So hopefully we can add to their woes. Hopefully we can. Yeah, very strange season um, in terms of, you know, they, they kind of, they have all the foundations to really push on to try and at least make the playoff season after season, but they never do. Do they? Uh, well, well, you're saying in, in fact of their consistent staying in the league, you know, they're never really threatening with relegation, which would make you believe that, OK, they can look to kind of build something for next season because you, you've not got the loom of, oh, God, we're trying to survive here. Instead, look, they're not going to go down, but yeah, like you said, very Crawley of them. They're not going to go up. It, it must be strange being a Crawley fan. But anyway, less of that. Um yeah, bang on a similar type of quote. So I think we just need to copy and paste last week's into this week's. Um, difficult team, very unpredictable in what they do in terms of formation and shape. Um, and he felt they have players in that team who can score out of nothing. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if that's quite so true because, you you know, the, these players that can score out of nothing just seem to be scoring nothing instead, actually, um, for Crawley at the moment. So it's a bit strange there. Um, he gave a little bit of a... Of a of a kind of nod to John Yems, of course, such a big personality, isn't he? The Crawley Town Manager. And those were the sentiments of Ben Garner as well. Big personality, bags and bags of character. And you can see why he motivates people and gets people playing for him. The only thing is, is he's hoping that they don't turn up to play for him tomorrow. What do you think uh, big personality with bags and bags of character really means? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It just... Uh, uh, a very angry man, maybe. <laughs> I think that's kind of... Uh, I saw John Yems on the touchline this season. Let me know. I didn't... Uh, he scared me more than anything. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't make... If I was one of his players, yeah, he would motivate me to play. i tell you why. It's because I'd be absolutely crapping it going back into that dressing room if I didn't play well. John Yems reminds me of one of those dads growing up. So... Like you go to a friend's house and you've known that friend for years and you've never been to their house. And then one time you go to their house and then you realise why you never go. It's because the dad is angry, <laughs> just annoyed all the time and doesn't like stupid questions and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, that this is why we don't go to your house. I get it. We'll never come here again. Yeah. It, I mean, it just seems to make like their media teams lives an unnecessary nightmare, not nightmare, but just unnecessarily problematic because they've got to ask questions and I get it and I know that people see it as a breath of fresh air because he says it how it is but I guess it's not for me no I don't think it's for me either um yeah just John Yems isn't it I don't know what else to say really <laughs> I don't know what else to say it's like he's like one of the dads that goes to watch your, their kids play football on a Sunday and he stands out the sideline shouting all game uh that's basically John Yems but dealing with men instead of boys who's he shouting at his son the players, the officials, or the coach of the team that his son plays for. I think he just does everything. Or daughter. I think he's just one. Or daughter. Yeah, I think he just shouts at everyone. I, I don't really think he distinguishes from kind of player to player or official to official. I think he just sees people and shouts. That's the John Yams mm-hmm. way. 
Does he shout or do, does he shout or does he just say really passive aggressive things that make you feel like two foot tall? Oh, I've seen him shout. He was definitely shouting, but um, yeah, I hope he's not listening to this, or else I might have to scarper as well. Oh yeah, that was um, when I think the fourth official said something at the county ground during the one one draw, yeah. and he turned to like everyone, say, "You heard that? You heard that? Didn't you? That that, that was yeah. what happened, wasn't it?" I think. Ah, uh, yes, I remember. Lovely guy, I'm sure. Um, we'll move away from John Yems and talk about the next question in the presser, which was about the four-man defence. Yeah, the four-man defence. It's become kind of a a bit of a mainstay ever since you ever since you changed back from that back five to a back four, and it seems to be working better than what it has done for Swindon previously. Um, ben Garner feel, feel Swindon have shown they can be comfortable with either the back four or back five. Um, it's just a case of looking at what's right for each game and then trying kind of not to go too far away from Swindon's style of play and how they want to play. Um, and they don't make many adjustments for the opposition, he said, which was interesting. They make minor adjustments uh, depending on who they're playing and the style, but they never kind of go away from how they want to play or how they set up for each game. And that would lead you to believe that unless there's some kind of catastrophic change in personnel at the club between now and the end of the season, you wouldn't really see Swindon go away from this back four that they seem to have settled with at the moment. Um, well, O'Brien coming in, of yes. course. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be O'Brien for Baudry. I know Baudry played really, really well on Tuesday, but let's be honest here, that's that's who will come in and well, that's who will go out and come in for. That's it. O'Brien will be back in um, straight away. Baudry did well on Tuesday evening, but it's, it's, it's going to be a different game against Crawley Field and, than what it was against Sutton. O'Brien's been brilliant this season. I think he's massively developed since he arrived here on loan. Um, and it'll be the back four tomorrow, as it was Tuesday, with the exception of O'Brien coming in for Baudry. So, yeah, it's, it's the way Swindon like to play. Ben Garner seems really happy with his back four. And why wouldn't you be? You look at the form since he's changed it. It's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tell me, Ryan, do you believe in momentum? <laughs> do you know, it's one of those things that, I, I have to agree with Ben Gardner on this. I've never really sat back and thought about it, but we kind of address momentum as kind of this thing that's a mythical creature in many ways, and it gets given to you. Um, just at some stage in the season, you win a game and that's it. You've now got momentum. You can go and win five. It's not necessarily that way. And, and Ben Gardner didn't feel it is either. He felt it's something you control. You create your own momentum. You create your own confidence. Um, because if Swindon don't go and win tomorrow then that momentum's gone, isn't it? So he said they've really worked hard to develop this confidence and momentum, and they're both very closely linked things. Um, it's all about the mentality of in the group this season. The mentality is very simple, and that is win each game we play. Yeah, <laughs> I came in there with, with a cold question, but uh, yes, Garner was asked about momentum. Yeah, I just I just basically, I just, you know, used my wit there, Rich, uh, to kind of follow on with it, so... It's all good. But back to what I, what I always say, I, I do believe in momentum, but I believe it's something that you control yourself. Cool. So we've discussed the top of the table. I'm looking yeah. at the points. I'm looking at the games in hand. I'm looking at the run-in now. Is Ben Garner? No. Well, no, he says, but probably yes. If I'm Ben Garner, I'm, I'm checking that league table at about five, half five every single Saturday to see where the hell I am in, in the division. Um, following the game, he definitely will be looking at the table. But Ben Garner's kind of feelings on it are that he he, he doesn't check it too much. He has this simple view that Swindon have X amount of games left, and if we win a certain amount of them, then we'll be there. Uh, a lot, of, it, very good point is that a lot of the teams at the top of the table, you know, we have to play the likes of um, 
Forest Green, I believe, still. Um, we have to play... Do we have to play Newport, I believe I'm right? Yeah, we have to play Newport as well. But the other teams in there, they a lot more of them have to play each other. And Ben Garn's view is that he's feeling confident because they're gonna. someone's going to have to drop points. There's going to be quite a few teams around Swindon Town that drop points. And if, if, if Swindon can finish this tough run of games... Uh, tomorrow, then then that'll be then the past kind of few matches will have been a great period for them, and they'll be feeling very confident they can then go on. I think if I was in Ghana's position, I think I would be just focus on my own squad, on my own tactics, and my own games, and then you know we'll take it from there. Of course, he's he's looking at the table, but he's not dwelling on it. There's no way in your job you wouldn't be looking at the table to see where you are or whatever, and see what the opposition lies, and I'm. I'm taking his comments far too literally here. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would be doing my best to avoid like, how oh, so-and-so, you know, where the games in hand start popping up and there's a random game on a Tuesday and, you know, that game can have an impact on Swindon's pace in the table. There's no there's no point in him festering on that sort of stuff. I, I get, no, I, I get where you're coming from. I also do get where he's coming from because, you know, you look at the teams around Swindon, Newport, for example, they've still got to play... Bradford, Exeter, Swindon, Sutton, Port Vale, who could still be of an inner shout there. Um, you know, all these teams will have to play each other and they will have to, to drop points as well. So there's Swindon, you'd like to say, if you look at the the running out of those teams challenging for the top spots, they're going to have the best running, you feel. In terms of inexperienced players coping with pressure, this is the next question for Ghana. And my observations, having watched, you know, the last... Well, I've been watching quite regularly in 2022, um, especially at home. I don't see players struggling with pressure. Mm. I see a squad struggle to get into the rhythm of their game occasionally, which is, you know, par for the course, League Two football. It's not always going to ha- happen the way you want it to. But I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a player look out of their depth due to the pressures of the game. I've seen players look tired. I've seen things not click as well, but certainly no one seems to be bottling it because of the stakes. No, they they don't, which is quite interesting because I think a lot of the times you can build a very young team, which is what Swindon have, uh, a, a team that kind of relies on quite big loan players as well. Um, and they can buckle and not cope with that pressure. Uh, but you, you're right. Ben Garner feels that they've been able to build this mentality, create an environment at the club. Um, and also it helps with the way that they play, where they like to go out and attack with bravery, um, that all those contributing factors have meant that Swindon's, quote, inexperienced players are quickly becoming experienced players in terms of dealing with pressure. It's a delicate thing, he said, with experience, because if you bring players to the club that have maybe been relegated or just missed out on the playoffs, that might not be a good thing, but they've got experience. Whereas when you have these young players or people who have had positive experience, they're fearless. And they'll go after everything. And that's what Swindon have done this season. The Swindon players could have, you know, been forgiven for coming into this season saying, we've not had a proper pre-season. We've not kind of got time to gel. We're new to the club. Look at what's going on. We're just going to try and play and stay in the league. But they've not. They've gone on it, Rich. And now we're, we're sat in the playoffs looking to get automatic promotion again. Indeed we are. Shall we listen to your questions? Let's go for it. Good morning, Ben. Just a couple of really quick ones. Um, looking at your team's kind of positioning table, I know you said you don't look at it too much, but... You've had this really good vein of form. Um, you're kind of in with very good chance of making the automatics, not least the playoffs. So how do you assess Swindon's chances of, of probably making the automatic positions or, or, or at the least the playoffs now, now given where you are? 
I think as good as anyone. I think all those all those teams in the probably top ten, maybe eleven, have have got a great chance. You know, it's who does best in this remaining period of the season. I think we've been pretty consistent across the season. I, I don't know, but I wouldn't imagine our league position has changed too mm. drastically. We've generally been in those um, top eight, top nine positions all, all season, um, and we've been pretty consistent in terms of that. And um, yeah, we just want to finish strong now. We've uh, well, we won't worry about anything in terms of what other teams are doing. Um, that's just a waste of energy. It's a waste of energy. All our energy, all our concentration needs to go on what we're doing, how that's going to impact results, because um, that gives us the best possible chance of being successful. Are you surprised there's not been more of a gap start to open up yet at this stage of the season between kind of the playoffs and the teams a bit further down? Because like you said, there's quite a host of teams within like six, seven points of the playoffs still. Yeah, not not particularly because I think it's 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 a league where anyone can beat anyone, and that's still the case now going into these games. And um, yeah, it, it's tight. It, you know, it's tight in terms of points and um, the amount of teams involved. I think it's the team that almost all you can do from the games that have gone is learn from them. Like they, they've gone is not looking mm-hmm. back and. It, right, what information did we take? How do we improve? How does that best help us in, in these in these next games? Um, it, what we do today in terms of training and preparation, what we do tomorrow at three o'clock, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And then then we move on to the next one. Although it's a couple of weeks away, we then move on to the next game. And just finally, um, kind of off the pitch with, with players and obviously getting towards the end of the season, it uh, brings up the question again of contracts. Is there much movement there so far about any players signing new deals? Not that I'm aware of. No, we're um, obviously we're still under the embargo restrictions, which which limits us in terms of what what we can do. Um, but yeah, there's there's conversations with, with with Ben Chorley, and he's working hard behind the scenes. Um, but we're not in a, a normal situation here in terms of um, being out because of the restrictions that embargo. So um, we're just focused on these games, uh, finishing the season strongly. And once we are out of those restrictions, then um, we're in a much better pos- position then to move forward in, in terms of recruitment, in terms of future planning, um, which we've done a lot of, but we need that um, freedom and capability to then go and be able to put those plans into place. Just, just on top of that, does that, does that worry at all that players might look to get, I, I know it happens like agents might tap players up or clubs might tap players up and say your contract's coming to an end, I know you want to stay at Swindon but you know, you're going to be a free man. I think that's always the, the case and probably a lot a lot of clubs have, have got that situation so um, for us we only want people that firstly want to be here um, and then on the other hand people that we want to have here so um, I think anyone that's been here this season, I'd like to think would have enjoyed it, um, would have improved uh, undoubtedly. So for me, that's sort of the most important things for, for a player. If you feel part of something, if you feel valued and you're improving, then that's a massive part of the consideration. Um, I know there's other aspects in terms of finances and the money involved, etc. But um, yeah, I'd like to think players that are here would want to stay, um, given given the opportunity to do so. Um, and like I say, over the coming weeks and, and next couple of months, 
uh, those decisions will, will hopefully be made and we'll be able to move forward to planning into next season. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, why are we not talking about automatics then, Ryan? Why are we Why are we talking about making the playoffs when the top three is very much within grasp? Well, I did. So, the, the way I phrased the question was, you know, you've got a good chance of making the automatic spots, you know, given where you are, and you've also kind of got a very strong chance of finishing in the playoffs. Um, so, how do you see your expectations for the rest of the season? So. He said, I think our chances are as good as anyone. I wasn't sure if he was referring to making the automatics or making the playoffs, so I've gone with this instead, okay? Um, so it, it, the way I phrased it, it, I probably should have just gone for one or the other, but I wanted to kind of be, give a bit more scope for an answer. Um, interesting, isn't it, what he said, is that we've been in those top eight, nine positions all season, and, and you never really sit back and think about it, but Swindon have been. They've never really looked like falling off that much. Um and and that's a good thing because if, if you've been in that kind of vein of form all season, then when it comes to this moment in the season where you're getting into the last stages, Swindon are playing, re- well, may not be playing really well, but they're getting the really good results that matter. It's hard to think of anything else than at least the playoffs. And Ben Garner feels the same. Yeah, we've, we've not been lower than 10th this season. For the overwhelming majority, we've been at least in the playoff places. Um, so we're very much there on consistency and merit compared to these uh, Johnny-come-latelys who decide to start winning in January and then climb up their way. Well, we've been there since the start, gosh darn it. And um, hopefully we'll stay and, and maybe even squeeze into those automatics would be absolutely phenomenal in terms of your final question i was really glad you're asking because we are at this point now where you cannot avoid that the season is coming to an end if we don't make the playoffs this time in two months it's well over a week since the season ended so we have key players that aren't contracted next season it's you know it's there it's out there we know about it we know your jojo wallacott johnny williams Rob Hunt, you know, not contracted to next season. Is Louis, is Louis Reed? Um, no, he's not at the moment that we know of. So to ask this question now, I would deem it fair, Ryan. Well done. But they're hiding behind Ben Chorley on this, aren't they? Yeah, you, you heard Ben Garn's answer. First of all, thank you, Rich. You know, I don't get many. I don't get much praise for the work I do, so I appreciate that. Especially from me. <laughs> exactly, especially from you, yeah. I normally feel good about myself until I can record one of these. Oh, um, no. So, <laughs> yeah, back to, back to what Ben Garner said there. Now, if I'm reading bet- between the lines there, what, what I feel that Ben Garner is saying is that we're going to get to the end of the season and players are going to be out of contract. They're not going to be Swindon Town players at least by contract anyway. And all they're going to have to do is hope that what they've been able to do with players this season in terms of making them enjoy the football, improving it, if they get the promotion and that will massively help keep players at the club, they're going to have to rely on those attributes for that when the embargo is lifted, they can then go and offer them contracts and say, now stay loyal to us. But of course, the worry is is that these players are going to be free agents. And that's that's the question I put to Ben Garner. They're, They're going to be getting tapped up, if not already, very soon. And as much as you like to think that um, improving it and uh, sorry, improving as a player, enjoying your football, and let's say getting promoted are the things that you want as a football player. They're the things that Ben Garner feels are most important. Money talks, and if you've just got promoted with Swindon Town and you're a free agent, by God, there's going to be some money thrown around. Yeah, and it's inevitable that some of these players are going to get offers from League One. Even if we make it to League One, there's mm-hmm. going to be a couple of players that will 
will have grabbed the attention of players that can pay, of teams that can pay um, a lot more than we can. It's a test of loyalty, isn't it? It's yeah. it's whether you will kind of not take more money for being loyal to the club that has really helped you improve this season. Admittedly, the players have done a, a darn good job coming to Swindon in the first place, whereby the likes of Louis Reed, Johnny Williams, uh, they were offered contracts elsewhere and they decided to come to Swindon. So it's really about this relationship that Ben Garner has been able to build and how much that's going to count if you're being offered X amount of money somewhere else. We're not far away from season tickets being announced. The price has been announced for next season. Whatever happens in the next few weeks, we're still going to be in the picture to a degree, whether that be playoffs or automatic. So maybe a statement from the club like Lou Reed committing to next season would be great PR for them. Of course, they need that to be agreed, but that's a great time to get people to go, okay, well, you know, if we're, we're able to keep people like Reed, then you'll keep my custom and <laughs> in the uh, in in so much as I'll get a season ticket. That That is the sort of stuff that happens in the next few weeks, isn't it? It is, it is. But it's also, it's an in, like, quite an interesting point you raised there because, I mean, I'm a football fan, fan that feels like no player is bigger than the club. So I, I really wouldn't care who's there next season. If you get promoted, you go and buy a season ticket anyway. Um, and that's the way I would I would look at a club. I don't buy a season ticket or buy tickets based on the fact that, ah, he's playing. I, I know he's good. I'll go and watch him. So hopefully it won't distract too many people. Simple fact is there 100% will be players that leave at the end of the season because they've been offered a better deal elsewhere. But it's just about who will go and who Swindon can convince to stay, and also what money Swindon can put on the table when this embargo is lifted. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you, Ryan. I think I'm one of those sort of, I'll blindly follow Swindon regardless of what the 11 is, but you know, there's another side of the fan base that it's got to be a sales pitch, and that's fair enough too. Exactly, fair enough, and hopefully we can we can get these players tied down to contracts. So, how are we going to set up against Crawley? Is O'Brien going to waltz back in? Is he going to sit on the bench? What do you think? Well, I think he will waltz back in. I also, uh, I don't. I think it was at the start of this week that I did this, and I forgot to include Harry McCurdy um, mm. as he returned. I saw, I saw someone tweet us about that. You know, that was just a heads gone moment, wasn't it? So <laughs> we'll focus on it this time a bit more. Um, yeah, Wallacott back for Hunt, O'Brien, Conroy, Odmeo. Midfield three should be interesting. Of course, we know that Reed's out, so I'm going to probably go for midfield three of. Aguar, Reed, uh, sorry, Aguar, uh, East, and Iandolo, McCurdy, Davison, and then Jack Payne is what I think I'll go for for Saturday. Johnny Williams back to the bench. Yeah, Johnny Williams had one of his better games for Swindon again. He looked really fired up for it. He was angry. It was good to see. Um, but yeah, that rotation wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. And you know, we record these so quickly. We're going to forget things like our you know, talisman. You know, we're going to forget key players. Scored like 18 goals across all competitions. Well, he's claiming, he's <laughs> claiming that they've given him that Port Vale deflection, which I don't believe for a second. <laughs> well, Let's go into the corner flag without that deflection. <laughs> he's well, telling lies. I think he is. 
couple of porkies. He's he's, man, he's trying to manipulate the data, and I've got no time for that, Harry McCurdy. I, I cannot believe that goal will be given to him. But if it is brilliant, that's nice. But but if no no, there's no way it was going in. Have a look at it again, everybody. But yeah, okay. Um, we've got to win these games. Three uh, one Swindon. 2-0 Swindon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Hopefully, um, we are right <laughs> prediction-wise. Um, I won't be because I never am. But, Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.